We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like we call him uh, Gandalf because like he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. And my job is to never stop. Regardless of percentages, I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. Yeah, I'm used to it. I'm used to this. Y'all ain't met playing LP yet, huh? <laughs> We're definitely putting that at the end of the podcast. <laughs> That's our cold, cold open. Yeah. <laughs> Just a beep. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bleep. I'm gonna bleep it out too. <laughs> Ugh, all right. Hello and welcome to the Uncontested podcast, where we cover the NBA, OKC Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and our website, theuncontestedsports.com. I'm the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffin, and today I am joined by the man, the myth, the Texan, Nick Crane. What's the score? What score? The fo- the score of the uh, Warriors-Cavs game. I'm Jr. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's over. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's leave it at that. <laughs> we've got the Jr. apologist, Taylor Peterson. Shout out my man, Jr. Running, uh, forever running, forever running, forever running, <laughs> and the Ray Allen of pickup hoops. Call me Armoravian. It's true, except I'm not black bald or six foot four. Okay, yes. his uh, his tweet. What was it like two days ago about how he was like icing his like his. What, what what did you ice? Your back, your knee, your I ankle? Iced my, <laughs> I iced my shoulders. I had some shin splints, so I had some icy hot on that. And then I put a TENS unit on my back. I'm like 
broken. He had to all bu- for pickup hoops. Had to bust out yeah. the Vagisil. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. His well, tweet about all that though. I mean, laughing. It was pretty good. <laughs> on this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about burner accounts, the NBA Finals, multitude of other things. But let's start by throwing it over to Taylor with some thunder talk. Yes. So there wasn't a ton of thunder talk um, this week compared to last week. However, uh, we had a couple points that we wanted to cover here. So the first being that the assistant coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, Troy Weaver, uh, he's a former Thunder slash Seattle Sonics player. He is a, uh, according to Woj and uh, Shams, is a candidate for the Philly job. And as Jacob put, that's if when uh, Colangelo gets fired, <laughs> which I'm kind of surprised hasn't happened yet. We'll cover that later. But what do you guys think about Troy Weaver possibly going to Philly to be an assistant coach? Uh, let's start with Jacob. Uh, I think it's legitimate. You know, I thought for a while that when Colangelo gets fired due to all of this, that Philly would most definitely be making a call to Oklahoma City. At first, I thought it would probably be for Sam Presti. But Troy Weaver makes sense. I know that he's been interviewed for GM jobs in the past. And, you know, coming from that Sam Presti tree, there's, there's a lot of guys that have got, like, more front office experience and even GM opportunities under Presti. So it makes sense. You know, Troy Weaver's been a really good dude. He's done a really good job here. And, you know, I, I wouldn't expect uh, Philly to not call for sure. So, Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to correct myself really quick. I said the Philly job. Definitely not the Philly the coaching job, but an assistant co- assistant coaching position for the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. Uh, yeah, the, the GM so, job. Um, the GM job for the, yeah. the Sixers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Troy definitely has a lot of experience. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, being, being under who he's been under all these, all this time, I think he's definitely got some good experience. Um, I mean, yeah, I think you're right there, Jacob. Philly would be dumb to not, to not at least give him a look. Yeah. I mean, if you want an assistant GM that helped draft Josh Hustis in the first round and Mitch McGarry, go for yeah. it. Have fun. <laughs> Hey, that's fair. But he's a pressy protege, you know. That, that means he can he can get you a James Harden, a Kevin Durant, and a um, Russell Westbrook and back to back. Or, yeah, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. That was All ten years. That was back ten to years. Back to back. Ago. Was Troy Weaver even in the full ten years ago? Ain't nobody give a shit. No, no. No, but but being under Presty, that's I think that's good for his resume. Okay. It, and that's I think that's what this is. Is it's. And, you know, it's good for his his resume, and, and I wish him the best. Yeah, and, and even though to. like Melo didn't pan out in Oklahoma City, Troy Weaver was instrumental in getting Melo to waive that no trade clause to come to Oklahoma City. You know, Troy Weaver played a a pretty big role in the negotiations to get Paul George to Oklahoma City. So I mean, he's he's definitely done his time, and he's he's pretty well known around the league as a uh, as a guy that a lot of you know front offices, a lot of ownership people have their eye on him so wasn't weaver instrumental because he knew mellow during the syracuse days uh, i think so yes, i'm pretty yes. sure I, was, I, yeah. I i can't remember if he coached mellow back then or w- what it was but he knew mellow back uh-huh. then so he was a big reason why uh-huh. mellow decided to to add okc to the list of teams he would waive the no trade clause for which as we saw like the day after that happens when mellow got traded here you know so 
I mean, yeah, Melo sucked in Oklahoma City, and it was a uh, it was a failed experiment. But I, why I still do you, think why do you a... keep on why do you keep on referencing Melo in the past tense like he's not going to be on the team next year? Because he's not going to be on the team next year. Uh, <laughs> we're hoping, we're very hoping, hopeful. Yeah. We're very, you're hoping very hopeful. Team next year. Yeah, maybe 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 we can uh, convince Melo to, to to wave his no trade for Philly or something if he goes over there. I will um, speak into existence. I will I will bet you twenty dollars right here now on the podcast that Melo will not be in a Thunder jersey in opening night. Dude, f*** you. I'll bet you my next paycheck. <laughs> well, I can't afford the next paycheck because i got a mortgage to pay. But I'll do 20 bucks oh, and an icy. Oh. No balls. 20 bucks no and an icy. Balls. No, no balls. There's more. No balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of the Thunder team next year, something pertaining to that is Andre Roberson, or sorry, Robertson, had a, a knee scope this past week per Royce Young. Uh, Robertson had uh, arthroscopic surgery on his left knee today to address, which was five days ago, so last week, to address some swelling that's come on as a result of his rehab from the ruptured patella. Um, the recovery of the patella itself is said to be going great, which is good news. And then basically Royce goes on to say that uh, Robertson and the Thunder made a collective decision to have this scope, and they're hoping that by doing so that he'll be ready to go opening tip. Did they find anything in his knee in the knee scope? I don't. It, I don't, it didn't say. It said that it was successful, <laughs> which is good news. But the fact that he had to have another procedure worries me a tad bit. So I think that's that's kind of what I'm wanting to dive into here. What do you guys take from this? And Kamir, let's start with you. Uh, they use the language uh, because Presty likes to talk a lot around a lot of things. So I imagine he like overlooks all the. All the kind of the, the publicity stuff that they put out before, after that they do the surgery, and they use the word proactive, as in they are doing it proactively to solve any issues they might have down the road. And what kind of well, you you could take this in a couple different ways. You could say, yeah, they're being proactive and they just want Dre healthy and they're keeping out for his best interest, or you could say, hey, okay. OKC is ensuring he'll be ready for opening night and kind of rushing him back to the court. So I'm not really, I don't really have an opinion other than you got a, you got two different sides to this because he, that's like, that's a really important, it's a really important part of your body, especially as a basketball player. And if you're having, you know, swelling or you're having surgery to reduce possible swelling, you're really not sure what's going on or what's going to happen. I'm with you there. Uh, Jacob, what do you think? First off, I love when um, teams release statements saying successful surgery. Um, I would be very interested to see what happens if a team released a, a press release that said they had unsuccessful surgery. Yeah, so we wanted to scope Andre Robertson's knee, and uh, the surgery was unsuccessful, so we had to chop the motherfucker off at the thigh. You know, like, I mean, what happens <laughs> if it's unsuccessful, amputated. you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, which reminds that's a good point. Me, this is a completely random thought, but you remember, was it 2013? No, 2014, whenever Serge Ibaka had the, um, had the injury in the Clippers series and missed, like, the first two games of the Western Conference Finals when the Thunder had a good chance to go back to the Finals, and he came back and he was, like, really hobbled. Do you guys remember that? I just remember this tweet of someone saying Serge Ibaka um, in the in the Thunder locker room. It was a picture of a guy from Africa on crutches missing his left leg, and I just thought that was like the funniest 
<laughs> if, I, if I find it, I'll retweet it on the uncontested account. It was I remember that. That was the best. That's awesome. But um, no, I, I think what's going on here is simply that part of the rehab process, he hasn't used that knee very much at all, that now that he's getting more aggressive in the rehab, um, it causes swelling. That's kind of what your body does. And so from the press release to me, it just sounds like instead of sitting back and letting the, the body heal the swelling in his knee, um, over the next three to four weeks and then getting back to rehab, they just decided to drain it. That way they could expedite the process and get him back to rehabbing like in a week instead of a month. That way he can rehab more and possibly be ready to go. Uh, I don't think that they would do anything to try to rush the rehab th- that would have a chance to have adverse effects. You know, I, I don't think the, the Thunder have always been very um, – very conservative when it comes to uh, rehabbing and trying to make sure their players are are healthy. You know, they I mean they shut Kevin Durant down for that entire year when his when his foot kept messing yep. up and and whatnot. And so I, I think they're pretty conservative as far as that's concerned. And so I, I don't expect this to have any like adverse effects. Nick, you have anything to add uh, add on to that? Um, I don't look into stuff like that a whole lot. I'm not too concerned about him coming back, you know, game one or or later or sooner. I'm more concerned about him coming back and being the same player he was. Because I know with an injury like that, he may come back uh, not as quick. I don't know. I mean, his his primary role for us is playing defense, and that, that knee is pretty important for him to continue to do that. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, as long as he comes back the same player, I don't care when he comes back, whether it be game one or game 20. I'm just more concerned about him still being who he was before the injury. I'm I'm with you exactly right there. Um, I feel like it doesn't matter if he has two surgeries or ten surgeries. I just want to make sure that Dre is back 100%. He's the lockdown defender that he was and that he doesn't lose any explosiveness after this this injury. And I, I know there's been some some mixed reports from, from different players in the past who've had similar procedures or similar injuries that have affected – their long-term play and I, i'm with you i just hope that dre's ready to go and is 100 percent um so then the last thing we have or sorry there's two more things the first of those being that russ was voted the freshest player by the national basketball players association shocker he, and he won convincingly exactly 71 percent over his competition lebron james was 17 percent with his his uh suit short I guess you could say, if you guys have been watching the finals. Oh, yeah. Uh, James Harden was behind him at 7%, and Devin Booker finished with 5%. So what do you guys have to say about that? He wants to start that one off. I'm, I'm not surprised at all that he, that he won that, obviously. I will say it pissed me off the other night. They were showing the pregame with LeBron wearing his suit shorts, and one of the chick reporters was saying, Oh yeah, LeBron can do what he wants. He's the king of fashion, and I wanted to say you're an idiot. That's Russ, but um, yeah, it's not surprising at all. Yeah, I'm with you. He, yeah, Russ is, um, for better or worse, he is the swaggiest player in the NBA, and he's got some some crazy fashion. So he's got to win freshest. Yeah, it's not surprising. I think I thought for a while. I mean, like. Is he freshest just because he wears what he wants and just owns it, or is he freshest because he actually wears good clothes? I think it's C, all of the above. I think I was gonna say I think it's a combination of both. 
right. he's uh, he's pretty daring. He'll wear whatever the hell he wants, man. Did you guys did you guys see that tweet? I think a couple different accounts posted it. NBA, NBA, TNT. They all there's a couple different ones that posted something about how much LeBron's outfit from Game One cost. It was just this like ridiculous number. Forty five grand. Forty five grand. Yeah, God. from the suit. The suit shorts, um, his <laughs> shoes, his socks, his alligator bag. I mean, it was just absolutely ridiculous. That's insane. Speaking of fashion, oh, it was, yeah, yeah. And that's he, like, he has his whole entire team suited up right now in that. That's just uh, crazy. That's two years of take home salary for me. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. insane. And he's just, he's dressing in that just for a basketball game. Yeah. That's how absurd that is. But yeah, I, I'm with you guys. Obviously, Russ is the fashion king. Hashtag why not don't hate on the Brody. Hashtag Fashion King that's his thing. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think a lot of the play even if it's absurd, even if it's if it's very flashy and flamboyant, all the players around the association respect that, respect who he is as a player, but also as a person. I think that just kind of goes with this whole persona of hashtag why not, you know? And I I I bought into it. Um, it it's funny. It's funny when we see him dress like that, but I thought it was pretty cool pretty cool that he won that and i Definitely. think he, he deserves it for sure so then the last thing i have on here is uh steven adams shaved and he posted a picture on instagram and then russ was really funny he commented in that thank god he finally finally shaved he was happy about it <laughs> what do you guys think about the newly trimmed i guess i should say it's not it's not a clean shave but it's, it's a it's a very good clean uh, a clean trim what do you guys think about that he looks good man it's, yeah, I side good too. side note on that the uh, the kid in that picture is actually one of my one of my buddies. He posted that really? Instagram. He posted that Instagram a day or two before, and he's actually he's visiting New Zealand. And then he said, you know, I, I'm pulling up the picture. His caption was nice running into a familiar face. Thanks for sharing your home with us at Stephen Adams. And then a couple of days later, I was like, holy crap! Stephen Adams reposted that picture. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's, that's kind of really, cool. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. But what yeah, it's, it's, say is what? Is it like a fraternity brother? Is it a yeah. fraternity brother or it what is, yeah. you have? Fraternity brother, yeah. That's cool. That's really cool, huh? But yeah, it's, it's a good look for him. Maybe he'll uh, cut the hair next. No, I can't cut the hair, man. He's like, uh, <laughs> who is that guy in the Bible that like his power comes from his hair? Samson. Samson. That guy, yeah. Oh yeah. That's kind of like Stephen Adams. Yep. Like I was that, gonna say, it's kind of like in, in Game of Thrones, you know, where the the Dothrakis. They don't cut their hair until they lose a battle. Yep. That's Steven. Definitely. <laughs> That's Steven, Definitely. 100%. Call Steven of House Adams. <laughs> I would follow him on the uh, on the plains. I would be his blood rider. <laughs> no, it's a good look, though. Jake of uh, the Dothraki Steven yes, blood rider. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be his blood rider, and I'll ride a horse and protect that man at all costs. <laughs> blood of my blood. Yeah, no, I agree. It uh, it blood in my blood. That's right. Shout out Game of Thrones. So that's really, I think that's all we really have on the Thunder Notes this weekend. Okay, all right, I got one. Would you rather be a hobo with a 5% chance of getting inherited by a rich guy or be Hitler two years before the end of World War II? Because you know you're going to have to shoot yourself, but you still got two more years as Hitler. Let's start off would you rather's with with one from at harp underscore Dawson. 
Um, we think he is refu- uh, referring to Paul George when they say, would you rather sign a one-in-one deal or a five-year max, even though I don't think you can sign a five-year max with him? I think it can only be four. The Thunder so can would sign you rather... up to five. Nobody else can, though. Okay. He has bir- they well, have bird rights. Yeah, the bird rights yep. give him the fifth year. Would you rather sign a one-in-one or a five-year max? I feel like that's a really easy question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm um, obviously going to go with the five-year max. I I guess I see what he's saying when it comes like if this whole Paul George experiment and Russell Westbrook experiment, maybe if you assume that they're going to try and keep mellow, all three of them together this coming season, if this whole experiment doesn't work out again after you give it another try, then sure, maybe you would rather have a one-on-one. But, I mean, if you have Russell Westbrook (sighs) and Paul George, I think you have to try and sign Paul George to that five-year max, which is very, 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 like, 0.001% 0.001% unlikely, but if, if you have that chance and he says, hey, I want to sign that five-year max, I, I'm with you, Kamiar. I think you have to sign that. Yeah, and even, if, yeah, the, even if it doesn't work, you know, like you said, Taylor, if it doesn't work, you'd rather have him on that five-year because then that's a very tradable asset compared to the one-and-one one and just losing him for nothing. So I, th- I think as point, far yeah. as Thunder front office and Thunder fans and everybody here um, would rather Paul George sign a five-year now, if we're looking from Paul George's perspective, um, if I'm Paul George, would I rather sign a one and one or a five? That's a little bit more of an interesting conversation because do you want to get back on the market quicker? Or, you know, he's already had one gruesome, nearly career ending injury. Do you want to risk that again or do you take the guaranteed money? So um, it's an interesting debate as far as uh, Paul George's perspective. But obviously, for a Thunder fan and a Thunder podcast, um, we want. If he if he signs the five if he has to choose we would hope that he would choose the five year obviously. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. The five year contract's a lot more tradable. Let me let me twist this question real quick. Would you rather re-sign Mello on an extra year at twenty eight million or sign him on a five year deal for ten million a year? I'd uh, rather not re-sign him at all. I'd I'd, ra- I'd rather literally just spend the ten million a year to have him not on the team. <laughs> just stretch that out, yeah. Kyle Singler style, and just get him out of there. I I agree. I man, I mean, I wish that Melo could just turn on that switch and turn into Olympic Melo or hoodie Melo or whatever the hell you want to call Melo. But he is he's just he's too not old that Melo anymore. He's too old. He's, he's not out of that shape, and he can't move That's his feet. Right. I thought he wasn't a hoodie mellow or what a vintage mellow because Billy Donovan refused to or didn't didn't refuse, but Billy Donovan failed to put him in situations in which he was comfortable on offense. That isn't that how it works? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean Russell Westbrook didn't give him enough shots, right? He didn't pass the ball enough. And and if he leaves, it's all because of Russ. I think that's how that that's works. True. If, if I'm true. doing doing NBA Twitter correctly right now. <laughs> then the next would you rather is from at soccer player okay they said looking back would you rather have built this team around katie harden russ or someone else well you could i mean sorry guys but you could you could already say they built the team around kevin durant now they've built it around russ so really your only option is hey would you guys have rather built this team around harden what do you guys think this is an interesting so one. We, you know, like they, they built it around KD and Russ and 
for argument's sake, I mean, that was a championship contending team for, what, five years? And bad injury luck and um, a, a historic cap spike uh, is really what kept that team, arguably, from winning a title. And, uh, and, and, you know, the, the hardened trade, but, um, just probably a little bit of bias here. And just knowing what we know, I think I would rather have the team built around KD or Russ before Harden. I think Harden is an elite offensive player. Um, but I think both KD or Russ are better playoff performers than Harden. I think we've seen that multiple years with Harden down in Houston, that when the lights shine the brightest, um, he isn't able to um, to be as productive, where um, I think Russ and KD, as an extension of that, really thrive in that situation. So I would prefer to have it built around KD or Russ, uh, like what we did have, compared to just building a team solely around Harden. I'm with you there, and I agree. I think you absolutely choose either either KD or Russell Westbrook. Now, if you ask the majority of the NBA right now, they would 100% take Kevin Durant. It seems like everybody hates on Russell Westbrook right now because of the situation. Now, and I, I don't know if we should if I should bring this up and if we head down this rabbit hole, but Kevin Durant recently, there was a, a couple quotes that, that – uh, the athletic posted recently about basically he was, he, it was a really weird quote, but he was talking about, he, he didn't feel his game was appreciated when he was in Oklahoma city compared to golden state. So when the quote unquote Hampton spy, if you include Durant came to Durant during his free agency period, they came and talked to him about appreciating his game, everything he brought to the table, everything that, he offered as a player and his game and his personal uh his off the court basically how how much he could contribute to a (laughs) nba championship team you know that was uh, i don't know that's that's something else we can talk about yeah his game wasn't appreciated whenever he won that uh that mvp you know his game the wasn't MVP, appreciated when you know he, he made it to he uh, was, NBA finals. Yeah, when he was yeah, arguably, yeah. Um, not even arguably, he was clearly the second best player in the world behind LeBron James. But he wasn't appreciated here, you know. So basically, the, what I took from that is that he has a very weak, very weak conscience. He doesn't have a very strong mentality. He doesn't have that hashtag, you know, mama mentality, whatever you want to call it. Where Russ does. So because of that, you know, I would want to say from a bias standpoint that you would want to build around Russell Westbrook. But I think there's the majority outside the OKC fan base that would say, no, we want to build around Kevin Durant because he's the quote unquote second best player in the league. Yep. I mean, I, that's so tough and I get that. And I will give Kevin Durant that he has more skills overall, probably than Russell Westbrook does right now, but he just does not have that mentality. And I think he wasn't on, the Golden State Warriors. If he went anywhere else, I don't think people would be saying that right now. Uh, again, I, I'm sorry. I brought us down a, a different path there. But, you know, it's it's hard to not mention that when you're considering who no, for sure. do you want to build around. Yeah. Nick, what's your yeah. perspective on this? Uh, I don't think you can go wrong with any of, the, any of these guys. I would still go with Russ just based on, just based on the way he sees the game and plays the game. With that mentality of, of winning is everything, 
thing. I don't think Harden has near that. Like you said earlier, that Mamba mentality. I, I think you always need a guy like that to lead your team. So I still go Russ. Kamiar. I would go Kevin Durant because that's what was most successful in the uh, when the team was in its early stages when they were getting really good. Yep, I mean it's a good yeah, argument. It's pretty simple. The next one comes from Thunder Aniket. Would you rather have which? Who would you rather have on the Thunder team? Stephen Adams, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, or Anthony Davis? I feel like this is another easy one. But <laughs> Taylor, what do you think? I mean. There's a lot of people are saying Anthony Davis has the potential to be the best player in the league here in a year, two years, three years. And even though I'm not completely sure that that's correct, I still feel that Anthony Davis could be, or, or currently is, one of the best players in the league. I think that's a no-brainer. You want to go with Anthony Davis all day, every day. Porzingis has a lot of potential, but I'm still not sure that he has the ceiling that Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis provides. And I love Steven Adams. I love him on the Thunder team. I think he's one of the best big centers in the league. But in this current NBA, I think Anthony Davis is the best of those three, 100% any day. What do you guys think, Jacob? Um, I think all three are interesting. I, I love Steven Adams' personality, and I think as far as a player that has no ego and that doesn't demand anything and quote-unquote plays basketball the right way, I think Steven Adams fits terrific with Russell Westbrook. Um, but just AD's skill cap and his his ability to to defend and block shots and play and not necessarily always have to have the ball in his hands. Uh, pairing that with Russell Westbrook would, I think, just be absolutely deadly. And then with Porzingis, you know, I mean, you got a seven three dude who can shoot forty plus percent from the three point line. Like that's that's incredible. I think um, I think AD would be probably the best fit and um, lead to the most success. But I just adore Steven Adams' personality, so it's hard for me to steer away from that dude. But if push came to shove, I'd go Anthony Davis. This is tough for me because Porzingis is my favorite non-Thunder player in the league. And I really, really, really want to say Porzingis. But obviously, Anthony Davis is the right pick here. Yep. You guys remember okay. when, uh, when Porzingis had a promise to be picked by the Thunder? What was that, 21 overall yeah. in the draft? See, that's then, that then he that's, decided that's to stay in also. or stay out of the draft and came the next year and was a lottery pick. And instead we drafted Mitch McGarry, and that dude's currently like high as a kite playing with a snake somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So who would you rather got, Who would you guys rather have between – and, and I guess the, the last part of this, would you rather, was that a hypothetical trade – where we swap Adams for either of those two. So I guess that's something to add on to that, that he mentioned. But who would you guys rather have between Porzingis or Anthony Davis to play alongside Russell Westbrook? And let's just go ahead for the fun of it. Let's just assume that Paul George signs, re-signs, or does a one-on-one deal with the Thunder next season. Who would you guys rather have between those two to play with Paul George and Russell Westbrook next season? Oh, Anthony Davis, easy. AD. Yeah, Yeah, it's Anthony Davis. (laughs) That'd be All a three de- of you guys, anonymous. Yeah. That'd be a defensive nightmare, dude. Well, P- Porzingis is always hurt, damn it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I think Anthony Davis is one of the best talents in the league. He's not going to be the, quote, quote unquote, the best player in the league here in whatever it was, two, three years, like people have said. But I'm with you guys. I think AD is 
is a uh, one of the elite players in the league and would fit so well with Russ and Paul George, even Stephen Adams. I mean, that'd be a ton of fun. All right, well, this next one comes from at Jesus Shaves, <laughs> not saves, but shaves. Would you rather wear a diaper full of ants or wear a Kevin Durant jersey? Uh, how, what do you think, Nick? Yeesh. Diaper full of ants sounds like no fun, but I definitely hate KD. Ugh. Where am I? It depends on where I'm wearing the jersey. I'm not wearing that in public. But if I'm if I if it's between public and and the diaper, I'm doing the diaper. Wow. Yeah. What if one of those ants climbs up your pee pee hole? Ugh. Well, I wouldn't well, hurt as bad as KD leaving. Oh my god. <laughs> I just. I... <laughs> <laughs> I would probably wear the KD jersey, although at the gym I go to, there's a basketball court, and there's this kid down there that wears a Kevin Durant Warriors jersey. He's like, I don't know, probably eight or nine years old, and I want to go down there and kick that kid's ass like every time I see him. I hate that little kid. <laughs> so if Kevin Durant would have gone to anywhere else besides going to say Warriors, I would 100% said I would, I would wear a KD KD jersey wherever it was, but I just after the season, or uh, sorry, after the series, assuming they win the series after the season, I just can't bring myself to wear a Kevin Durant jersey. I think I would be doing like a crazy dance in public with a diaper full of ants before I wore a Kevin Durant jersey of the Golden State Warriors. I just that makes me want to vomit every time I I see one. Call me. Why do you guys KD Golden State jersey? Why do you guys Sorry, carry so much hate on your heart, man? Like, my God. <laughs> like, so, for example, right now, as we're podcasting at my desk, I am sitting underneath a Kevin Durant autographed jersey in a shadow box. I hope that motherfucker falls on you. Well, I would take that thing out and wear it because, you know, although you guys hate him, and I also don't like the guy for the decision he made— he gave OKC a lot of pretty good memories, but, you know, I hope, and I wouldn't risk my possible like bunghole or pee pee hole with a <laughs> diaper full of ants just at the at the at the service of not wearing a damn piece of cloth. Some of y'all have some too much anger pent up in your heart <laughs> and you need to let it loose. You, know, That's you need to let it go. Point. All right. When you put it that way. You got some crawling inside of you i i was assuming that these ants are just gonna bite you all over you know if they're crawling inside of you they I can bite my d- but if they I climb inside take- my d- we got different problems man <laughs> then i may wear that that's right i may i may uh i may start wearing that kd jersey would you guys fair. rather a wear point. a kd jersey in public or a draymond green jersey in public kd 100 uh, uh, kd 100 yeah because there's the, there's a link to him to oklahoma city there's not a there's not any link to draymond green unless he's kicking stephen adams in the d- twice or if he's cheap so, shot lebron in the face and poking his eyeballs out that yeah. made me so mm. mad watching that just, game oh man just one <laughs> word guys let it go let it go it's over yeah. than one word you should you shove all the letters together let it go shove your head in that kd jersey shadow box okay (laughs) uh this next one is from at derpy what geez derp derp dip (laughs) would you rather have kept westbrook 
or kept Harden if you were Presty? Uh, what do you think, Jacob? Uh, kept Westbrook. That's my final answer. I'll pass it over to Taylor now. I agree. I think you got to keep Westbrook. And mainly that rests on I, – I, that's probably an unpopular opinion around the modern NBA. I think if you guys asked a lot of reporters outside of the OKC area, they would – a lot of them would probably say Harden. But you've got to look at the mentality and the playoff experience. I just don't think Harden gets that done for you. If you want a solid regular season team who's going to be quote-unquote competing with the Warriors, then sure, you probably pick Harden. But if you want somebody who's going to carry you as far as he can until he literally falls down you know, and can't go any longer, that's Westbrook. So I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook as well. I think he has not only the talent but the heart to drive you as far as he can go. Nick? Same. In Russ, we trust. You can't go against that. Yep. All right. How about I? What if I told you that Harden's career is going to be prolonged by the way he plays instead of Russ, who might be out of the league in the next four years because of his knees? I would like, tell you that's on Sam Presti to maximize that to the fullest of his ability. Not saying that he hasn't. I think he absolutely has. Because he's going to have to try moment, and find a way to do that. To yeah, surround Russ with those players Sorry. at this moment you're hoping that he shifts his game towards a Dwayne Wade sort of like renaissance where he doesn't rely on his own body so much because Dwayne Wade is constantly having fluid you know taken from his knees he's constantly having health issues specifically with his knees because of the way he played during his younger years which is look looks very similar to what Westbrook did so Dwayne Wade's body's breaking down but He's, you know, found a way to transition his game into that old man game, if you will. So you've got to hope that Russ either transitions that way as well or he's going to break his body down. Whereas Harden, he can probably stick around the league a few more years simply because he's an outside shooter as well as a scorer that just gets to the foul line a lot. That's why swinging his head back. So you got to consider that. Now, would I rather keep Westbrook just because of the loyalty? Yeah. Do I think keeping Harden would have been better off for this team as getting a title with you had Harden and Kevin Durant in Ibaka? Probably. So that's a good question. It's a good would you rather. Yeah. yeah. Well, you bring up a good point about loyalty. I mean, Harden just signed his this, uh, this past season. He just signed his, uh, ex- what do you call it, the Mega Max or the Mega Extension yeah. with the Houston Rockets uh, simply because he was traded. You know, we, we like to talk about Harden in Houston now, but in all honesty, he still talks about what could have been with him, mm-hmm. Russ and KD, had OKC just given him the max that Harden wanted, which sure may have been selfish, but when it comes down to it, it wasn't like Harden was like, no, I'm a free, uh, unrestricted free agent. I'm going to go to Houston like Kevin Durant did with Golden State. He just said, no, I want paid more, Sam Presti, and, you know, Presti didn't do it. That's something that we've talked about in the previous podcast. So, and when it comes to ro- uh, to loyalty, you know, he did that with with uh, the Houston Rockets. So I think that's a good point, Kamiar. And stuff. my would you rather is let's say Paul George decides to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder, and you need wing depth. Are you choosing? And yeah, you have to choose between one of these two players. By the way, your <laughs> options are your options are uh, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Or 
J.R. Smith. Clarkson. Oh, no, J.R. Smith. Jordan no Clarkson sucks. J.R. Smith sucks. But at least J.R. Smith will give me some fun quotes before the end of his, his career. But Clarkson, Clarkson's so young. I mean, he's having a, a bust finals, but he still averaged good numbers the last two years. Um, but you got to think Lakers, of it. If, just... you, if you win a finals with J.R., how lit is that parade going to be? But I clearly mean, you can't win one with him. He's losing games for you. He's already got one. Yeah. Okay, 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 still. And see, that that's the thing I think about with the Lakers because he was in the Lakers, and let's say he was averaging, I don't know, probably around 10, 11 points. Well, who else Who else is going to score on that team that's without my, IT? That's so, my thing, yeah. Like, whenever you, <laughs> take these, whenever you take these bad players or these good players off bad teams and put them on a good team, they look completely different because somebody on that bad team had to get stats, you know? I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. Taylor, who are you picking? Uh, I'm probably going to go ahead. If it's, if it's this current Thunder team, if that's what we're going with, I'm going to go J.R. Smith. Yeah. Russ and hopefully. Ho- I love my man, J.R. Shout out. Pipe it up. Hashtag pipe it up. But uh, <laughs> if we're going with uh, with Russ. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams, uh, J.R. Smith. But if we're going like the uh, the Thunder have, like you know, Paul George is leaving, or we have Stephen Adams and Russell Westbrook, and there's rumors flying all around that the Thunder are going to trade Russell Westbrook. Then sure, I'll probably go ahead and go with Jordan Clarkson because he's young, he's got a little bit of a future, and there's a connection with my old alma mater there, University of Tulsa. Before he switched, or I guess our current head coach coached in Missouri, Frank Haith. So you know, I gotta gotta stay with my University of Tulsa there. But um, I think right now, if we're going with this current Thunder team, I'm gonna go with J.R. Smith as well. Yeah. All right. So, what's going around the association then? All right, around the association, unless you have lived under a rock this past week, you have heard a lot of talk about Twitter burner accounts, primarily with Philadelphia 76ers general manager Brian Colangelo. Uh, The Ringer released a report, uh, say report loosely, um, a, a story that was never definitive, but loosely um suggested that brian colangelo was running up to five fake burner accounts to trash current players trash former players defend himself and even leaked um some philly front office stuff that was a uh, very uh i guess classified information that very few people in that organization would have known um he used these burner accounts to send tweets to Philly writers trying to prompt them to ask Philly players certain questions, uh, essentially trying to throw the Philly players under the bus and take the um, the pressure off the front office. Some really damning stuff going on. Uh, first off, just really quick, I, I want to get your guys' kind of opinion on on this whole Jerry Colangelo saga that's been going on. Yeah. It, lo- it looks yeah. like now 
the investigation is uh, kind of focusing in on his wife. It's looking like his wife was the one running the Twitter accounts. And um, Woj and Zach Lowe have reported that it's looking like probably early next week. Philly is most likely going to part ways with Colangelo uh, and look for a new GM before the draft and free agency starts. So just kind of give me your, um, your, your thoughts around this, this topic. Kamir, we'll start with you. I think it's really funny because somebody that stupid as a GM that people already don't like because they like Sam Hinkie better because all of his like trust the process stuff is finally coming to fruition and Colangelo is just reaping the benefits of it, which is really shitty. And I think it's really funny because this is and for those of my friends and and just fellow 2Kers, for those that play NBA 2K on any console, this is like legitimately a scenario in which the uh, at least the owner, the assistant GM, who is the owner's son, is tweeting out shit about players, uh, especially about the team. And it's just really funny how it's happening in real life. And uh, yeah, he's going to get fired, so sucks to suck. But I hope he doesn't go after Sam Presti. Nick, what what are your thoughts on this, if any? Yeah, I just think I, at some point you got to know it's going to catch up to you, and someone's going to catch on. It'd be one thing if they, you know, were like KD and were just doing it to to help themselves, but clearly the the, the person running this account was trying to stir up the pot, and at some point someone's going to catch on. Yeah, I'm definitely with you, Taylor. Anything to add to that? So I agree. And if you were to ask me this the day that it dropped last week, I would have, I mean, if you look at my Twitter account, for example, you'll see me retweeting all those tweets. You'll see me retweeting uh, at Worldwide Wob. He was following this whole entire thing. He had a whole following of Twitter accounts that were going into investigations basically on this. And I think if you're looking at it from the NBA Twitter of 2018, that it's a great thing, particularly when we're going into this NBA Finals where it's almost a foregone conclusion of who's going to win it, right? But with that being said, I was sitting at work, and uh, one of the local Oklahoma City Thunder podcasts down to dunk, and Andrew Schlecht has some really good points on this. And it was talking about the ringer as a whole. And basically what he was saying is that this was a Reddit post, right? This is an NBA Reddit post that you could put all this in a Reddit post, and, you know, the Internet, as we know today, would eat this up. But from a I mean, what actual like you think think of our local Oklahoma City media, for example, the Oklahoman, um, you know, the Tulsa World, even Nick Gallo, at the Oklahoma City Thunder, who would actually run this? And there aren't very many that you can think of. And so when you think of the ringer and think of Bill Simmons and who he is uh, and who they are as an organization, they're the kind of kind of organization that would thrive off of this, that would take the story, that they would run with it, and they would use it for publicity. And that's really what they're doing here. You know, they're, they're going after somebody's throat. They're trying to end a career, even though they don't have 100% conclusive evidence, and they're trying to promote their own brand. When if you don't have 100% evidence, conclusive evidence, that this was, you know, him or his wife within the Sixers organization, or maybe one of his sons, whatever it may be, then do you really run this story? It definitely felt ahead, like they, um, they 
did 80% of the research, you know, that they wrote an article that was speculative and didn't have concrete evidence. Um, and basically it's a rumor post, you know, and I think you're onto something there that like legit publications probably wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't have published that because you can't like nearly like half-ass a, a story, you know, and that's almost, that almost feels like what this is. So. It it feels like a ringer post. Yeah, definitely. So, well, in light of the the burner account saga of Jerry Colangelo, or sorry, Brian Colangelo, not Jerry. Jerry, He's not behind it, we don't think anyways. Um, (laughs) I have asked the guys on the podcast to each select a Thunder staffer, a Thunder player, and create a burner account for that, that person. And they're going to give us their burner account name. And then I'm going to run you guys through some scenarios. And you guys have already answered these, but you haven't shared them with anybody else. So I'm going to give you some scenarios. You're going to tell us what your person um, would like anonymously post on their burner Twitter account. So, Kamiar, who are you impersonating during this game? I'm impersonating uh, Samuel Presti. Awesome. Do you have a, a, a Twitter handle for Sam Presti's burner account? Yes, it's at MF Presto Presti. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, Nick, are are you not taking part of this? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not funny enough for this segment. <laughs> Alright, Taylor, you are taking Boo. on you're taking on the role of who? Uh, my man, Carmelo Anthony. And who is six man? And it is going to be at M E seven O Mello Da D A Goat G O A T all caps. That uh, that's pretty applicable. <laughs> all right, so I have five scenarios for you guys. I'm going to throw out the first one, and then I will have you read us your burner Twitter or your burner tweets from these Twitter handles. Uh, first scenario from last year in an important Western Conference showdown for playoff seeding implications, Carmelo Anthony misses multiple shots at the end of the game to secure a win against the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, there was a lot of kind of uh, worry around the Thunder after that game. So Carmelo Anthony and Sam Presti both go to their burner accounts post game. Um, Sam Presti, what did you tweet on your burner account after Melo missed all those shots in that Portland game? Sam Presti tweets out, if you're a scorer, if you're a pure scorer, you should make those shots. It's literally the only reason why Oklahoma City brought you into the organization. That's uh, that's pretty good. That's, that's accurate. One hundred percent, Mello. What did you do on Twitter to try to defend yourself anonymously with your burner account after this scenario? Mello got great looks, man. No wonder he can go on when he only shoots fourteen times. Russ's ass got got to stop hogging the ball and get Mello going early. <laughs> that that seems so <laughs> accurate. That is so accurate. All right, scenario number two. A story is quote-unquote reported, probably by the ringer, by a questionable questionable tabloid writer and source that Russell Westbrook secretly has a second child with a mistress. Sam Presti, whenever this story hits the internet, you go to the burner Twitter and say what? Lol Russ. 
Y'all think he has that black Lambo just for himself? That's, that's a good one. Mello, what would you say after finding out about this, uh, this Russ um, conspiracy, this Russ rumor on Twitter? Jacob, get the, uh, get the beefs ready. For All right. This I'm time. ready for it. <laughs> Here goes Mello. Ah, oh, mother My man's Russ got to stop falling pee and stay off the melee strip clubs, man. Shaking my head. He's going to turn to PG and start marrying them strippers. That's incredible. <laughs> you did a really good job on Mellow so far, man. This is good. I, I'm just getting started. <laughs> All right. Scenario three happens this summer. Known only to people within the organization, a Carmelo Anthony for Nick Batum trade had been agreed to in principle by both front offices. But Mello refuses to waive his no trade clause to see the trade go through. Sam Presti, you've been working on this trade for months. Everything's on the table, but you cannot convince Mello to waive that no trade clause. You go to Twitter to take out your frustrations on your burner account and you say what? So this is under the premise that Oklahoma City keeps everything sealed completely tight until the trade actually goes through. That's the way the organization goes. So Sam Presti goes to his Twitter and says, OKC should trade for Nicholas Batum, but I bet Mello's being a little bitch. Dude's holding OKC ransom. (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. Mello, um, someone's reporting that you're not waiving your no trade clause for a Nick Batum trade. Uh, you go to the burner account, and what do you say? Hey, Twitter. They want me, I mean, uh, Mello, to go to Charlotte. Charlotte. Mello don't want to play for no Charlotte. <laughs> that, that's another good one, yeah. Uh, M- Mello playing for uh, for Michael Jordan. I think Mello would think he's the best basketball player in the organization. I, I think that's probably accurate. All right. Scenario number four, over the summer, a grainy video surfaces on Twitter of a Thunder players only workout over the summer. The video shows the guys playing five on five pickup. Terrence Ferguson rises up and throws down an absolutely vicious dunk over Kyle Singler. The video ends with Singler getting off the ground, visibly crying and running off the court. Sam Presti, you see that your players are doing voluntary workouts. You're pretty happy about that. And then this video comes up, and you see your five-year, $25 million um, free agent signee, Kyle Singler, crying, running off the court after he gets yammed on. And what do you anonymously say on Twitter? Sam Presti says, remember, everybody, this man only has one year left. They ain't picking up that option. Hashtag alt writer, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mello. Uh, you're probably not. Well, maybe you're at this this uh, this players only workout. But what are you tweeting when you see the video? So in all caps, uh, Mello the goat is tweeting that T Ferguson dog. Woo! Wait, who daddy dunked on though? <laughs> Very good. (laughs) All right. Lastly, number five, scenario number five, and my personal favorite scenario. Players within the organization have heard a rumor, but have not confirmed it, that when KD called Sam Presti on July 4th, 2016, to tell the GM that he would be signing with Golden State, Presti responded by saying, suck my dick, asshole, 
and then hung up the phone on him. <laughs> Sam Presti, this rumor is going around your locker room, and you decide to tweet about it on the burner account. What do you say? Sam Presti says, Kevin Durant is an asshole, and he can suck my white d- Hashtag F-O-H. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right Mello, what are you saying on the on the burner he's saying quote lmao all caps pressy ain't no b f that snake looking ah uh, katie <laughs> incredible very good well we had um we had justin who was supposed to be on here and play the role of kyle singler because who else would justin play the role of um but he is not here today so but you guys did awesome on those i think those are great burner accounts um if you guys have any you listeners have any funny burner account tweets to any of those scenarios please feel free to tweet them at us we would love to hear them and um and yeah so let's move on and talk a little bit about the finals before we wrap this podcast up uh nick what do you got for us okay so in light of jr being an idiot in game one of the finals will we remember so will we remember this play 20 years from now what do you guys think i say no i think i don't think you'll remember that play 20 years from now i barely even think you'll remember jr smith 20 years from now because i mean he's not even he's not even a star because it's a star driven league like can you name all five guys that jordan played with not many people today can that are watching the new NBA. So, no, I don't think you'll remember J.R. Smith. I don't think you'll remember his play. I think you'll just remember the Warriors winning three at, three out of four, uh, three titles in four years. That's what I think you'll remember. I think that's a good argument, yeah. Um, I don't know. Part of me thinks I'll remember this play in 20 years just because it's going to be hard for me to forget that this, like, you know, deadly Warriors team at home and LeBron comes in and drops 51, 8, and 8 and loses because of his teammate made a boneheaded decision. You know, maybe I won't remember like that play specifically, but um, I think I'll at least remember the game as far as just LeBron's dominance in that game one because that was that was something to watch, man. He's now, he's incredible. Now, let me say that if this game if this series does go to a game 7, which isn't likely at all in any aspect, but if it does go to a game 7 and the Warriors win, then you might say, yeah, J.R. Smith that's totally fair. fucked the yeah. series. Yeah, that's, but that's a fair other, otherwise, I, otherwise, when the Warriors probably sweep them, you're not going to remember that at all. Yeah, that's a good point. Taylor? So I'm going to kind of take a combination of what both of you guys said. And I agree with Tom, you are in the sense that 20 years from now, the generation below us, possibly, is going to be like, you know, LeBron dropped crazy numbers, but he couldn't get over this juggernaut of a Warriors team. They're going to think, two times about whoever the hell J.R. is, right? But us, as a generation, and the generation of, of NBA Twitter, as I mentioned a couple times throughout this podcast, pretty relevant, are going to think, you know, J.R. really screwed LeBron over to set the tone in game one. They could have won that game, and then they could have set the tone for this series. And I think, you know, we're going to be thinking about that as a generation. So you, you, don't, you don't think that... So let's take the last 20 years as our sample in this. You don't think if you if you went over the last 20 years and made a not top 10 of NBA moments that this would be on it. You would literally have to go through 
they're shacked all the shacked in the fools. <laughs> which you gotta funny, think you gotta think about you gotta think about the the, the context repercussions of what right. of what you know what I mean? I know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, none of those happen in the NBA Finals. The right. Shaq and the Fools you watch happen in the regular season. I think that's a good point. I think this will at least crack the top ten for sure. Without doing research, though, I can't definitely say that it would, you know, be like in the top four or three. But that's a good question. Okay, did you guys see that tweet though? <laughs> that somebody, I, I think it was NBC, who was the original, because I've seen this posted like three different times. And I think it was NBC, like NBA on NBC or whatever, who were the original creators of this. And if I'm giving these people credit wrong, then please correct me, listeners. But it was of J.R. Smith, like, running out, you know, in the play, running out to the three-point line. And it's just of him continuing to run. He runs it to the uh, liquor store, picks up a bottle of Henny. He continues to run. It was just – it was awesome. He that's, cracked me up. That's, there's been that, a, there's, that's top, 10, uh, top 10 gif, top 10 video. Oh, yeah. It was for sure good. There's been some good, some good gifts and memes. So, with all that being said, two-part question: Do the Cavs have a chance, knowing that they're about to play two more at home, potentially even up the series? And on top of that, do you think LeBron is done? Do you think that the the, the game tonight where they got waxed in Game Two? Do you think LeBron in his head is thinking, "Man, this is." My last couple games with the Cavs. Uh, I, I, the the second part of that question, I don't know. Um, it's so hard to see what LeBron's gonna do this summer. I mean, it's it would be hard for him to leave after going to the finals. Especially, I I think they might trade that that eighth overall pick and get him some help. Um, do the Cavs have a chance bringing it back home? If they win Game Three, I think it becomes pretty interesting. Um, if they lose game three, this thing is over, obviously. Even if they win game three, it might be the only game in the series they win. But if they win game three and play well at home, this is kind of what happened in the in the Boston series, right? They lost the two on the road, and then they came home and, and won the next two and made it a series. If they win game three, I think uh, game four is going to be incredibly compelling and competitive and close. If they lose game three, um, it's a five-game series at best. I believe that the Cavs do not have a chance, even though they're bringing you back home. And me and Jake were discussing this in the car earlier. I said, yeah, I think LeBron's going back. How can you ditch your team after going to the finals? But then I forgot LeBron James has already ditched, the, has already ditched Cleveland after taking them to the finals to go to the <laughs> Heat, who also then ditched the Good Heat after point. going to the finals. So uh, I think he's done in Cleveland, and I think he'll go to Philadelphia. I've been pretty outspoken about that. I'm with you guys. So, if the Cavs had won that game one, obviously with the, the whole JR debacle or the charging, uh, the charge call, the which was bullshit or the total sl- that slash block, right, right, and we didn't even touch on that. But you know, if, if whatever, if they had won that game one, then sure, I would have said that they maybe had a chance to bring it back home. They could still another one back in Cleveland when they go here in a couple of days. Oh man, if I'm it was going back to Cleveland one one, you know, it'd be oh, it'd yeah. be really interesting. That's what I think. However, I think the Cavs are done because of how they lost today. I think that would, it just sucked sucked all the air out of them how they lost in game one. It's just brutal. Uh, now is LeBron done this series? Yes, he's done this series. I think we saw that today. He's pretty exhausted. I could see him winning one at home, but whatever. I think he's done this series. Now 
we'll is LeBron done with Cleveland? I think you guys bring up a good point. And uh, who was it? Did you guys, uh, you guys maybe than I do. There was a couple tweets about some uh, early odds of who's going to win the the champion the finals next season, and a lot of that had to do with the prediction of LeBron free agency as well as Paul George free agency. And I felt that the Sixers were a little too high and the Los Angeles Lakers were a little too high. And these are completely based off of free agency decisions. So is LeBron done? I mean, there's it's the same thing as as Paul George. It's not July, right? He still has, you know, two, three, and possibly four games left in this series right now. And until that's over, you know, we really don't know. With LeBron, I would say I think he is going to leave. And I would, if I'm LeBron, I'm thinking I'm going to stay in the East Coast. I I brought a bunch of scrubs to the Eastern Conference Finals all by myself. So imagine what I do with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Definitely. Now, so I. Think what about gone. Toronto? But Paul he George could actually get. Just, he could get sorry. Toronto over that playoff hump. He is going to go to Toronto, though. I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you 100. percent I think it makes sense. But he's thinking, you know, he's thinking future. He's thinking Ben. He's thinking youth. So he's thinking, you know, Celtics, Lakers, and Sixers. And he's not going to go to the Celtics because, you know, uh, Kyrie Irving already ruined that for him. He already did that. So he's thinking Sixers with the whole Ben Simmons connection with the the sports agency that they share. Joel Embiid is a young talent. He's really impressive. He may be thinking Lakers if you can get Boogie Cousins and Paul George all to go there, surrounded by some young talent. Here's what's going to happen. But, I mean, it's just Plot twist. He's going to sign and trade, uh, sign back with the Cavs, get traded to Boston for Kyrie Irving. Oh. <laughs> How crazy would that be? That would be that be it'd be so good though. That'd be awesome. That'd be and so there'd be good a massive lock on the wing or, uh, with Hayward, Tatum, Brown, and Braun. They would they would they would convert Jalen Brown's ass to a point guard. Probably and they yeah. would be just fine. <laughs> Not saying he's a point guard that he could be a point guard. I'm just saying that's so much talent though. Man. I oh, I personally point. think I personally think this offseason there's so many guys that Everyone's talking about going, you know, Kawhi and PG and LeBron and all these guys. I personally think this offseason is going to be super anticlimactic. A bunch of those guys, if not all those guys, are going to end up on the same exact team. That would. Uh, that's so. That's what I'm hoping for, Nick. I really do think yeah, it's going to happen. That'd be. I. I really don't think Kawhi's going anywhere. Even though we've had all this rumors and stuff, I think Kawhi's staying put. Do really, you really, because he doesn't have Paul the option. George, uh, he followed Julius Randle on Instagram. Uh oh! Big news. Although the Lakers are actively like trying to get rid of Julius Randle, so read into that as you will. Julius <gasps> to OKC. There you go. Sign and trade, baby. Thank you guys for listening to the Uncontested. We appreciate all the interaction from you guys on Twitter. We appreciate the uh, the Would You Rather questions. Please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a review. It takes a few minutes um, at max, and it does a lot of good for us. You can also um, check us out on SoundCloud, Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at The Uncontested. You can follow Kamiar at BoomTownRW. Nick is at at Two Cranes. Taylor is at TaylorScore underscore P15. And myself, I am at ThunderMob405. 
Uh, you guys enjoy your week. Enjoy the finals. Maybe we'll still be in the finals whenever we record the podcast next weekend. Uh, but chances are it'll be our first full off-season pod of the year. Uh, but we look forward to talking to you guys next week. And thunder up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.